1015 FM, 720 AM. KDON, the talk of Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. One full hour of wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the tag team of Andrew Fish Fame. Joe DeFalco, and your host, Mark Hoke. All right, everybody. Let's get off the politics and have a little fun, shall we, Las Vegas? Yeah. I wish I had a bell in here to ring. Angela, I think I think we need to talk to the props department. Here ding, ding, ding. I got you that one right there. Hey, there you go. That'll work. But uh, the tag team is a little bit retired tonight. Of course, Joe DeFalco. You still have time if you want to go to his FSW card. Go to FSWVegas.com. Get on in there. I got to go to one of Joe's shows over the AEW Double or Nothing weekend and saw Matt Vandergriff claim the uh, FSW No Limits title. It was a lot of fun. Of course, uh so head on over there, fswvegas.com, and you can see everything that Joe's got going on. Of course, Fish working tonight, but of course, we will have the trio of death. Maybe we should go after those soon-to-be-made AEW trios titles. Me, Fish, and Joe. I don't know. I don't think we'd win. That'd be a hard time, but we'll see how that goes. But yeah, check us out on Sunday as well, our normal time at 8 a.m., Pacific, that is 11 a.m. Eastern time for you guys out on the East Coast. And everybody listening around the world, of course, the podcasts keep getting downloaded all over this planet, and we really do appreciate that sincerely. It is pretty cool to see almost every continent on the planet downloading the Mark Hoke Show. So we really thank you for enjoying our programming here on KDWN 101.5 FM, 720 a.m., here in Las Vegas. And want to extend a big thank you to All Elite Wrestling for their kindness, generosity, getting uh, some media passes to go to Dynamite and Rampage last week. And, of course, I did get to go see Double or Nothing as well. And thanks to Mark Henry, Thunder Rosa, and Platinum Max Caster for joining us on the show. Three great interviews. If you have not heard them, well, I don't know what you were thinking because they're kind of must hear go to markhokeshow.podbean.com or all your favorite podcast outlets and check them out we had a blast with all three of them and uh, let's see uh, uh max i'll give max a win because he he did a rap on the double or nothing mark henry doing announcing so of course he's perfect and thunder Rosso defended her title at double or nothing and i gotta tell you what a wild week we had here in Las Vegas with everything going on. And then to follow it up, uh, AEW going down to L.A. And, of course, WWE is getting ready for the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view on Sunday. So this has been pretty spectacular. And, uh, by the way, also want to mention, we're going to take your calls tonight on the show. Angelo's standing by, well-trained young man, getting the job done there in the booth. If you want to give us a call, we'll talk about AEW Double or Nothing. Uh, of course, 
what happened to CM Punk. We're going to get to that in a minute. The MGF pipe bomb, hell in a cell, whatever you want to hit. We'd love to hear from you. 702-257-5396. That is 702-257-5396. We will be thrilled to hear from you and yeah, talk some wrestling on the show. We got a little chance to do that tonight, so let's give it a run and see how that goes. It'll be a lot of fun to take your calls this evening. You know, it's, it's kind of hard to figure out where to start tonight because there was so much that happened following Double or Nothing. Of course, the main event, CM Punk winning the AEW World Championship. But Punk, unfortunately, ended up on the shelf. Uh, looks like he got hurt at Dynamite on Wednesday and came out on Rampage Friday and said, I'm going to have to have foot surgery. I'm out. But fortunately for uh, Mr. Punk... Tony Khan doesn't like to vacate those titles too much, so he is allowing CM Punk to hold the AEW title while he recovers, and they are creating an interim AEW world champion. And But I got to tell you, I usually like a lot of what AEW does, but I have to say this process to determine the AEW uh, interim champion is, shall we say, convoluted? I think I think that's a good way to put it. Angelo is not a wrestling guy, but I read him the process. Angelo, what did you think of this process I'm about to tell everybody about? I will be honest. I mean, looking through it, because like hindsight, I'm not a wrestling guy, but it sounded like a lot of Chinese to me at first. But like <laughs> this, this guy, Mark, he's been... Introducing me to the world of wrestling, he was telling me about all the times he went to uh, AEW this past week and all this stuff. And so it's because of him. It's it's his enthusiasm that's really getting me into uh, the wrestling game. There you go. Well, I'm glad to hear that. So you didn't answer my question anyway, but. Uh, no, I was just, that, I was just the telling, process telling about the experience. Then, Re- repeat your question one more time. Sorry. So what did, I read you the process there. How are they are determining the new AEW interim world champion? <laughs> Thank you. That's pretty much I guess, all I need. I guess the right word there. I guess the word you were looking for was bamboozled there. Yes, this is a little crazy. So get so get ready for this, guys. So it is a multi-stage eliminator series, as they have called it. On Dynamite this week, there will be a battle royal, which is going to be featuring many of the top competitors in AEW. The winner that same night will then face the number one ranked John Moxley. In an eliminator match on the main event of Dynamite. And, of course, they have their Forbidden Door pay-per-view coming up where they are doing a joint uh, promotion with New Japan Pro Wrestling. So on June 12th, New Japan Pro Wrestling on their Dominion show will be having Hiroshi Tanahashi, who was going to be challenging CM Punk at this uh, Forbidden Door pay-per-view, taking on Haruki Goto. They will face off in an Eliminator match, and then the winners of those two matches will meet to determine the interim, not the world champ, but the interim world champion at AEW. Boy, did I have to sift through that one. Good Lord. But we will be seeing at least somebody filling in for CM Punk. But interesting that the Punk finally gets there after all this time. And, you know, Punk's in his 40s. He's not a young pup, and... You know, this is a, a pretty bad break for him, so we'll see how that all turns out. 
as we will be having a new interim AEW world champion crowned here um, in, yeah, in a few weeks. That's at the end of the month. So pretty interesting development there. And then, of course, if you caught our show on uh, last Saturday night that we did, you heard the craziness surrounding Maxwell Jacob Friedman of AEW, who's probably the hottest heel in professional wrestling right now. No showed the AEW Fan Fest. And somebody, whether it was him or someone else, bought a plane ticket for him to leave Vegas the night before the Double or Nothing pay-per-view here in town where he was to wrestle Wardlow. Well, MJF showed up apparently right about before he could Got ready, went out, wrestled the match. They took him out of stretcher because Wardlow just crushed him. Ten power bombs, and then out of the building he went. See ya. Shows up on dynamite and does one of the craziest promos you are ever gonna hear. One of the best, uh, I would say, of all time. And a lot of, you know, even wrestlers were tweeting how amazing it was. But boy, he threw that 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 bus that he was driving had a lot of people going. Under it. It was ugly. But he even uh, dropped a little F-bomb on uh, Tony Khan. Called him an effing mark. Which I don't take offense to. You can call somebody a mark. It's all right. For those that don't know, a mark is a a uh, naive wrestling fan, as they call it. But, yeah, he called his, called his boss that live on TV. It was a, a pretty crazy promo. It was talking about you know him hiring ex-WWE stars all over the place and all sorts of stuff. If you have not seen this promo, uh, you know, hit onto the old YouTube and check it out because MJF was absolutely on fire. And, of course, the reason that all this is going on is he is working under a contract that he is not happy about. He signed a, a, an original deal with AEW right off the bat when they first started. Did get a raise, but is still way behind a lot of the guys that have been brought in recently. And he is not happy about it. And a lot of people are debating, was this a shooter or work? Which means, was this real? Or was this planned? And I have to say at this point, you're not going to let somebody get on your TV and say that if this isn't a work. No doubt this is all planned out, but it really doesn't matter because everyone is loving it, and we'll see what the future holds for MJF. Let's just, you know, the one thing I think that he does have to be careful about is don't throw everybody in AEW under the bus. Don't throw the guys, the boys in the back under. Don't make the company look bad. But it's pretty exciting to see what MJF is pulling here in AEW at this point. And uh, just to give you a fast rundown of what happened at Double or Nothing, uh, bear with me here. I'm just uh, flipping flipping windows here. So hang in there with me for one second. There we go. Da-da-da. There we go. There it is. <laughs> I have, Hey, I am prepared. I just can't see. Do you know how many tabs I have open right now? You know how many tabs I have open? I can have a tab at every casino on the strip with as many tabs as I ever have. So just to give you the, the fast rundown of what happened at Double Nothing, a 13-match card. 13 matches. And I went to Joe's show, too, so I, I think I saw 19 matches on Sunday. 
Um, Hookhausen and Tony Nice, or Hookhausen takes out Tony Nice and Mark Sterling in the open, and everybody loves Dan Housen. He is very nice and very evil. Uh, MJF and Wardlow in the main uh, first match, true match of the night. And, of course, Wardlow crushes him, gets his AEW contract. Uh, Young Bucks and Hardys. Oh boy, I'll tell you, the Hardys, unfortunately, are getting old. Uh, just, it was a shaky start. Um, you know, it didn't look, I mean, for where I was sitting, the match didn't look too bad, but you could kind of tell it, it was a slow beginning to it. Uh, but the Hardys did defeat Matt and Nick, Nick Jackson. But the uh, match, yeah. Uh, the TBS championship, which was Jade Cargill defending her title against Anna Jay, uh, that was another one that kind of had to pick up as it went. But Jade Cargill, my God, that woman. If you if you don't know who Jade Cargill is, I suggest you hop on your internet machine and take a look. That woman is an athlete beyond athletes, and she has got an amazing future. Uh, House of Black, which uh, just absolutely got in a war with Death Triangle. A great six-man match, of course. Uh, House of Black is Malachi Black's group, and they took on the Death Triangle game with Pack and the Lucha Dragons, and boy, I'll tell you what a match that was. Very enjoyable. Uh, Samoa Joe and Adam Cole in the Owen Hart Foundation men's tournament final as Adam Cole, baby, beats Samoa Joe. I wasn't too big on the finish. It seemed like it kind of got rushed a little bit, but overall pretty cool moment for Adam Cole. And then the women's. Owen Hart final tournament. Dr. Britt Baker beats Ruby, Ruby Soho. So, of course, Cole and Baker are dating. And they both claim Owen Hart tournament final championships. And they brought Martha Hart out, the widow of Owen Hart. Who, if you don't remember that, of course, Owen was at a pay-per-view. As suspended from the ceiling, was supposed to be coming down. He was in his blue blazer gimmick. And the harness let way. And, unfortunately, Owen fell to his death that night and uh, of course it's been a very sore subject among wrestling fans for a long time but uh, Martha Hart was able to come out and did a terrific speech and got to tell you that was uh, that was hard to hear sometimes but a uh, great way to recognize Owen Hart with this both of these tournaments and uh, Britain Adam Cole did a pretty good job uh, an interesting match between Scorpio Sky the TNT champion along with Ethan Page and Paige Van Zandt, the former MMA fighter, making her professional debut against Frankie Kazarian, who used to be Scorpio Sky's partner, taking on Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti, the sickening couple, who, by the way, though, have to say, Guevara proposed to her in front of the Eiffel Tower. She said yes. So congratulations to those two. But a pretty wild match. Uh, Sky, Page, and Van Zandt win it. So Guevara Kazarian cannot challenge Scorpio Sky for the TNT title anymore. Uh, kind of a thrown-in match, Kyle O'Reilly against Darby Allen, and Kyle O'Reilly gets the win. So one of the young pillars, as they call them, of AEW, takes another loss to Kyle O'Reilly this time. Uh, AEW Women's World Championship, Thunder Rosa knocks off Serena Deeb. Terrific technical match. Really enjoyed that one. Congratulations to her. Um, and then the Anarchy in the Arena match, and... Anarchy would be an understatement for this one as the Jericho Appreciation Society, Jerry, Chris Jericho and his merry band of men taking on a Kingston, Santana, Ortiz, Brian Danielson, and John Moxley in a no-rules match that was literally all over the T-Mobile arena. The place looked like a hurricane after it was done. Eddie Kingston brought out a gas can to pour on Chris Jericho. 
He dumped it on him and Danielson, which didn't make Brian very happy. But the Jericho appreciation side, it gets the win, and they got Danielson to tap out a kind of a Walls of Jericho-ish move, or Walls of Jericho from Jericho combined with a ring rope choking out uh, choking out Danielson by Jake Hager. But it was it, it's catching some flack, but the match was a lot of fun. So I would suggest that's one to check out. AEW Tag Team Championship, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Hold on to the titles as AB Team, Ta- Team Taz and Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Pretty good one there. And then, of course, like we mentioned, the main event, CM Punk claims the AEW World Championship from Hangman Adam Page. So the cult of personality, we're going to be hearing a lot of it, but right when he gets back from surgery, I suppose. So a tough break for CM Punk as he wins the title, but loses the battle with his foot. Pretty wild one there. All right, so that's your uh, AEW rundown. And then, of course, the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view is coming up here, too. And that, pretty interesting that none of the, of course, Raw and SmackDown, the two main WWE TV shows, nobody from SmackDown's on this show. These are all Raw matches. Uh, You're going to have your main event with Cody Rhodes taking on Seth Rollins in the Hell in a Cell. Uh, Rhodes has beaten Rollins twice, and we'll see if he's going to get a third one. I would predict that he will. Bianca Belair will be in a triple threat match defending her Raw Women's Championship against Becky Lynch and Asuka. Yeah, I I, I think Bianca's going to hold on, but we'll see. That should be a terrific match to watch. Bobby Lashley in a handicap match against almost the Nigerian Giant and MVP. Those two will be, those three will be duking it out in a handicap match. Of course, the last time they met, almost blasted Lashley through a cage wall, giving Lashley, of course, escapes the cage and wins. Kevin Owens will be taking on Elias's brother, Ezekiel. So we'll get to see KO taking on. Ezekiel, and I I hope Kevin Owens wins that match. I would cry if he didn't. Uh, U.S. Championship, it will be Theory taking on Mustafa Ali. Ali finally returning from that absence imposed by Vince McMahon, and I would imagine Austin Theory's got to hold on as well. And then the Judgment Day stable, that is Edge's new group with Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley will be taking on Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan. Uh, yeah, probably no doubt Judgment Day is going to go over on that one. And uh, apparently Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin, they're not done yet. No holds barred match. So it should be an interesting pay-per-view tomorrow for WWE. But, of course, uh, really kind of got overshadowed a little bit here with uh, everything going on in AEW. I think a lot of people have kind of forgotten that there's a pay-per-view for WWE coming up with Punk losing the title and the MJF pipe bomb. So we'll see how that turns out. All right, so that's kind of what's going on right now. And I do see that we have a couple callers, and I do appreciate you guys hanging on there. So what do you say we take your calls, get your thoughts about everything that's going on and your questions or whatever you want to fire at me here on the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN, 1015 FM, 720 AM. Let's go to Gary. Gary, you are on the Mark Hoke Show. Holy cow. uh, How you doing, Mark? Uh, I got a wrestling story that I could share with you in the audience, but it's uh, not professional. Uh, <laughs> I went to go to a high school wrestling match, and uh, I went to go with my girlfriend to see her son wrestle, and um, we got lost, and uh, we got there, and he was wrestling, and he was losing, and he was uh, the guy. His opponent was pinning him down, 
And then she started screaming his name out, screaming his name out. And then when he realized that his mother was in the bleachers with her new boyfriend and stuff, I don't know what happened. <clears throat> I've never seen anything like it. I mean, he had an adrenaline rush. And all of a sudden, he won. I mean, he, he got up, and he, and he was a different person. So and, he hulked uh, up is what he, you – he hulked up. He pulled the whole Kogan on want his, he, he didn't want his mother and, and, and her new boyfriend to see him lose. Uh, he he – he was quite a guy. He was as, as big as me at that time, and he he he. Uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, I'm not into wrestling, uh, but I listen, and uh, you know, I, I wonder why they did they offer more wrestling? Uh, push it in the high schools and in the schools. Uh, oh yeah, you know, high school those... and college wrestling is very popular as well. Absolutely, especially here in Nevada, it's too hot to be going out and playing baseball and. And doing the uh, football thing. I mean, basketball. You got air conditioning going on. You know, they they should have some of those places. You know, where guys train to be boxers and stuff like that, like they do in New York and places. Do they have places for uh, young people to go and learn how to be professional wrestlers? Here Abs- absolutely. And my regular co-host Joe DeFalco runs Future Stars of Wrestling here in Las Vegas, and they have a training academy there. He's trained. Right, he's well, trained top pros. So. Best, and. Uh, I listened to your show on Sunday after I listened to that sobering show. Uh, so I try to drink my coffee and uh, get interested uh, in anything and learn. I can learn from anything uh, if if I try. Uh, I think I think wrestling is something to it. It's probably been around for centuries, huh? Uh, it's been around for about a hundred years, professionally. Okay, well, so, yeah. I'll be listening to your show and uh, have a good good one. Thank you. All right, I appreciate that. Thank you, Gary. Very cool. Good to hear from Gary. We hear from Gary on the politics shows all the time, and he's he's very insightful, unless he's had the ripple. But uh, even then, it's still insightful. Thanks for the call, Gary. I do appreciate it. Um, I tell you what, why don't we go to, let's save Ed. We'll save Ed, and why don't we go to break early here, and uh, we will come back and we'll get more of your calls. You can give us a call at 702-257-5396. 702 some other rumors flying around, including, is Bray Wyatt making a comeback soon? Oh, baby. All right, stick around. We'll be right back on the Mark Hoke Show here on KDWN 101.5 FM, 728. We'll talk to Las Vegas. Want more of the Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show and visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today and thanks for listening. 1015 FM, 720 AM. k the talk of Las Vegas. Now, let's return to the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. All right, and we are back on the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN 101.5 FM, 720 AM. I practiced saying my last name while we were on the break, so I think I'm okay now. Got a little got a little twisted there. Angelo's laughing at me like, God, you, you just suck. Hey, everybody, this is Mark Hoke. Uh, Hawk, yeah. Maybe. I mean, who knows? There, there's a funny story behind that, though. I went to college in North Dakota State, right? And if you haven't spent time up in the upper Midwest, a lot of Scandinavians up there. So they get that O in their name. You know, you put your roast in the toaster and boast about it. 
By the time I got done up there, I came back to Pennsylvania, and I could not see my last name. I was like, Hulk, uh, uh, it was bad. It was bad. Mark I Hawk? Yeah, I, I <laughs> couldn't like do that? it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> it was the most bizarre thing ever. It took me about six months before I could say my name again. But certainly, uh, thank you for joining us here on the Mark Hoke Show, the number one professional wrestling show here in Las Vegas. And it's funny, right now, uh, NXT, the WWE's developmental TV show, is running their pay-per-view right now. And Braun Breaker has defeated Joe Gacy to retain his NXT title. But that one is called In Your House. And for those of you that are older-time WWF fans, you may remember that they had a whole series of In Your House pay-per-views. I got to one of those a long time ago at the Hershey Park Arena. It kind of took me down memory lane. And I went to take a look at this card. And for you old schoolers, get ready for this one. Barry Horowitz, Hakushi, and the Smoking Guns defeated Yokozuna, Isaac Yankum, DDS, who is now uh, was became Kane, and the Body Donnas. Gold Dust defeated Duke the Dumpster Drossy. Bret Hart beat the British Bulldog, so I got to see that one. The Undertaker beat King Mabel. Owen Hart beat Diesel on a DQ. Ahmed Johnson beat Buddy Landell. Razor Ramon and Marty Jannetty beat the 123 Kid and Psycho Sid, or Sid Vicious. Ted DiBiase was there. Savio Vega beat Bob Backlund, so I got to see Bob Backlund. And the punishment match for the, of course, when the click decided to do their little thing at Madison Square Garden, doing the curtain call before Hall and Nash headed to WCW. And, of course, Shawn Michaels was the champion, so not touching him. So Hunter Hearst Helmsley got put in the Arkansas hog pen match with Henry O'Godwin and was thrown into a hog pen of mud. I was at that one. So a little bit of fun memories of that one from way back. That was in 1995. 95 at the Hershey Park Arena. There you go. Uh, so we got uh, this reminder. Hey, if you want to give us a call, uh, we'll talk anything you want to talk about on wrestling. 702-257-5396. That is 702-257-5396. You want to talk WWF, AEW, Indies, whatever you want to throw at us, we will be more than happy to take your call. And we have had Ed waiting patiently, so I want to get Ed on the show. Ed, welcome to the Mark Hoke Show. How are you? Yeah, fine. I got uh, two or three different uh, quick uh, questions. Uh, yeah. Do, do you know of anyone in the area that had anything to do with uh, organizing the wrestling out at the Showboat Casino or any of those people still around? Oh, the Showboat. I honestly, I am not 100% sure. Um, I know yeah. that uh, T.C. That Martin, who does the announcing for the Aces, did a lot of wrestling promotion a while back. Um, I can't remember if Joe DeFalco had anything to do with those, though. He's been doing it for about 10 years. So, no. Uh, but, of course, uh, if you're talking like the AWA shows, uh, of course, the AWA has been defunct for a long time. But the AWA was did their broadcasts out of the showboat here in Las Vegas for a long time. So that was, man, that was Vern Gagne and all those guys. But the AWA has been defunct for quite a while. So Yeah, they... Uh... Yeah, I, don't, I was just wondering. You know, so they, maybe the AWA just did it sort of remotely. I don't know if they, they had any coordinator out there. Uh, the other thing, uh, 
uh, two other things. Uh, have you followed this thing with Brett Favre and DiBiase and some yes. kind of financial scandal? I guess the the million dollar man or whatever his name was uh, is an evangelist now, and there was some kind of financial scandal. Have you seen anything on that? Or yeah, actually, they are. Those guys all got in some pretty big trouble on that one. Um, let me pull a story here on it real quick. Because there was a, it was a a, a welfare fraud, uh, misused federal funds meant for welfare. Uh, Ted DiBiase and his sons Ted Jr. and Brett DiBiase uh, got nailed by the state of Mississippi for that. Uh, there were apparently thirty eight people involved in that one, and I know Brett Favre was also involved in that too. But the DiBiases got hit pretty well on that. Um, Ted DiBiase Sr., just under $2 million. His son, Ted DiBiase Jr., nearly $3 million. And his other son, Brett, was in for 824000 So, yeah, that was kind of a mess. They were diverting uh, diverting state welfare funds. So yeah, the, mil- really so, so the million-dollar man's uh, out a couple million, unfortunately. Yeah, I couldn't really figure out. Well, I guess there was a lot of money being thrown around during the lockdown, and they're trying to get make things better for people and you know it's just uh you know throw money here throw money there here's some money and you know they were trying to help people out with skirting the bureaucracy and i guess they just uh you know didn't have any checks and balances and uh i guess that's uh, i had another uh, uh issue but i forgot what it was well, and, uh, and how long you've been a wrestling fan i can tell you you've probably been watching this for a long time yeah, well, actually, oh, actually, I used to live in the Bay Area. I grew up in the Bay Area uh, in Silicon Valley before it became Silicon Valley. You know, it's like half orchards, you know, back in the, the 60s, 50s and 60s. So they had a lot of that wrestling at the Cow Palace. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if you ever saw anything there. The Cow Palace, they, uh, I mean, you name it, from, you know, horse shows to livestock shows right. to wrestling to gun shows to antique shows to, i mean i mean they did wrestling they did everything out there uh you know, in that uh, venue and then they'd have the local wrestling promoting it you know the uh uh out of, it was on channel two i think you know they had uh gil hodges lincoln mercury would sponsor the wrestling and they had this guy called the sheik and uh, oh. you know it's got a just sort of local yokel wrestling and uh, the sheik would go into a trance and of course, today this would be, you know, politically uh, uh, incorrect. But the sheik would go into a trance, and there would be flames coming from his fingernails. And once he went to this trance, and the the Lincoln Mercury guy was giving a, a commercial live at his desk there, and, and the sheik smashes into the desk where Gil Hodges, uh, Gil Hodges, Lincoln Mercury was kind of a smooth talking car salesman was doing his. Uh, his commercial, and then he takes his coat off, loosens his tie, and then goes out to, to find the sheik who wrecked his commercial. And then he comes back at the end of the show, and he said he was uh, he was out uh, looking for that uh, guy. He had kind of had a derogatory term for an Arab. I, I don't know if you're lucky. Yeah, <laughs> let's not do that. <laughs> but, yeah, it was yeah. something. Well, it had something well, to do with well, cam- camels or something. Yeah, and 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 the sheik, of course, uh, mostly ran. Out of Detroit, he controlled the territory up there. 
uh, in the Detroit, Michigan area for a very long time. And uh, it was quite the legend. Of course, Sabu was his uh, nephew, if I remember right, who wrestled in ECW and made a name for himself doing hardcore wrestling. But I'll throw I'll throw a fun thing about uh, the Cow Palace out here. And if you've never gone to WrestlingData.com, anything you need to know about wrestling is on this site. This was the first card out of the Cow Palace for all you really old schoolers. Gene Kaniski and Lord James Bleers uh, against uh, George Scott and Enrique Torres. Bobo Brazil was out there wrestling Mike Sharp. Rocky Brown against Ben Sharp. Uh, Art uh, Michalak and Gene Dubuque. And there was an NWA World Championship match where Leo Nomalini defeated Luthez for the NWA title. That was the first match of the matches at the Cow Palace back in 1955. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Well, I think they, I think they even got some peekaboo views of the Cal Palace and uh, the and uh, the Bullet uh, TV. I mean, the movie with uh, Steve McQueen. Like, I mean, the, the chase didn't go by the cup when he was on the Bayshore Freeway. Like uh, in his Porsche, you could see the Cal Palace in the back, background there with uh, Jacqueline Bissonette and all that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, and it's still there. So. Oh, it's um, still there? I believe so. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I moved down from the Bay Area in the 80s, and we used to have Kenji Shibuya and Mitsu Arakawa uh, uh, were uh, Bay Area favorites. Uh, uh, they're the uh, Japanese wrestlers. Well, I'll let you go. Uh, keep up the good work. Bye. All right. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Hey, we got another caller. Let's go to Bobby. Bobby, you are on the Mark Oak Show. Welcome. Hello? Yeah. Hi, Bobby. What's up? Oh, hi. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine, sir. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, I had a question for you. I, I've been watching wrestling a long time. Uh, I had a question for you. Uh, I've never seen any of these wrestlers. You know how there's also freestyle wrestling? Mm-hmm. I, right. I've never seen uh, there's a Roman wrestling and then there's a freestyle, right? Yeah, Roman Greco and freestyle are the... Um, yeah, folk style is what you, you got, yeah folk style is what you see in high school, and then um, Greco Roman and uh, and freestyle wrestling. Those are you know your ones where I, you know, I haven't are, seen any of the uh, freestyle wrestlers going to uh, uh, you know uh, Roman Greek uh, wrestling uh, tournaments. Why is that? Well, a lot of those. Well, they actually once they. Well, and I can tell you from my days, I did wrestle in high school, and it's they're all all those are oh, different disciplines. So, I mean, and you know, there there are a lot of guys that do crossover and do those, and those are the ones that are the ones you mentioned are the ones that they run championships for the Olympics. So you have seen uh, there's actually been guys uh, that are professional wrestlers, like Kurt Angle, as an example, was an Olympic gold medalist. Uh, Dan, oh, really? yeah, uh, Chad Gable was in the Olympics. Uh, he's currently wrestling for WWE. Gable Stevenson, who just won uh, second national championship in Minnesota, is in training at WWE right now. And there, there have actually been a lot of guys that were amateur champions that went yeah, on I mean, to pretty, become pro- they're pretty tough. They're pretty tough guys. I, I, I don't know. I've been out of touch with TV for a long time, but uh, I was just wondering uh, because they're pretty tough guys, and I think they'll do good in. Uh, uh, Roman wrestler. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, you got you've got another guy, Brock Lesnar, of course, uh, national yeah, champion yeah. of Minnesota, has been a legend in professional wrestling over the past 
about two decades now or so. So yeah, these guys, you know, not a lot of them, you know, take it to the professional yeah, level because there's a lot more to it than than just the actual wrestling. Yeah. But yeah, that's a great question. Great question. So. Well, okay, well, thank you very much. Hey, you have a good show. Hey, thanks, Sometimes Bobby. I fall asleep uh, hearing it, but you know, that's a different story. <laughs> that's okay. I listen to my podcast and I fall asleep to it, too. It's it's my dulcet tones. That's what's... <laughs> it's, it's your voice. It's hypnotizing. It's, it's very soothing. <laughs> kind of like taupe paint, <laughs> but anyway. Bobby, thanks for calling thank in. I do appreciate much. it. Thank you. Bye-bye. You got it. Yeah, it's, it is very interesting. The guys that are amateur wrestlers that do eventually make the jump. There have been a ton of them over the years that have done it, and especially recently. And a lot of people are waiting for Gable Stevenson to get into the ring on WWE Raw as he was drafted there before he even really started had started doing anything on NXT. Even though I don't I don't think he's going to be in NXT. I think they're going to pull him straight up. But he did make an appearance at WrestleMania, started throwing Chad Gable around and stuff. So Pretty interesting, uh, the, you know, making that transition. But of course, there's so much more to it than just wrestling uh, and doing moves in the ring. You know, you have to have the promotional skills and the charisma, and so many other things go into being a professional wrestler that are way off of the side of just you know being able to put a headlock on somebody. So it's uh, it's a difficult career. And if you see a lot of uh, professional wrestlers. You know, end up working out on the independent circuits, so they're traveling from place to place and not making very much money at all to wrestle and learn their trade before they get to a company like World Wrestling Entertainment or AEW. It's uh, it's an, a fun lifestyle to say the least. But yeah, well, and of course, uh, you want to learn to wrestle. By the way, you can go to Future Stars of Wrestling, fswvegas.com, and hop in there. He's, Joe's got some great students. Of course, train somebody like Killer Cross and bunch of other WWE and AEW wrestlers. So make sure you check that out. And, of course, we'll be on with Joe tomorrow along with Andrew Fishfane on our regular time at 8 a.m. Pacific here on KDWN. Of course, this is the Mark Hoke Show. Thanks for being with us. And, yeah, that's it. But what a week it was, too. This was just, you know, you look at what went on in SmackDown, by the way, too. And one thing that I'm kind of excited about, that happened on SmackDown uh, last night is Natalia. Of course, she is the daughter of Jim Neidhart and the niece of the legend of uh, related to the legendary Hart family. She's going to get to wrestle our SmackDown Women's Champion Ronda Rousey here pretty soon. She won a six pack challenge match last night, so we're going to get to see Natty taking on. Ronda Rousey, of course, you guys know Ronda Rousey from MMA fame. And that seems to be a transition that's happening a lot lately, too, is a lot of people coming over from MMA to get involved in professional wrestling. I suppose it's better than getting your head punched off and your legs kicked in and it's twisted like a pretzel to do it there and uh, do it in WWE instead of doing it in in, uh, the UFC. But, of course, Matt Riddle also had a great performance on SmackDown as he teamed with Shinsuke Nakamura to take on the Usos, who are now the unified tag team champions. They have both the SmackDown and Raw titles. And, of course, Riddle lost Randy Orton, who is apparently has a really messed up back. So tough break for those guys as the RK Bro team is broken up, at least for now. 
And, of course, Shinsuke Nakamura had Rick Boogs as his tag team partner. They challenged or were going to challenge for the uh, – they challenged for the at WrestleMania for the Raw tag team titles, but Boogs tore his quad off. So both guys had partners down with injury, but they uh, they did a nice job here on SmackDown Riddle looking really good. Of course, Matt Riddle is a former MMA guy as well. So probably going to be a future world champion at some point. We'll see how that goes. They also announced on SmackDown that Ricochet, who is the Intercontinental Champion, is going to be taking on, uh, why does it say, yeah, Gunter. Yes, of course, he was the former Walter. But, uh, they will be facing off, and I would imagine that we may see a new Intercontinental Champion here pretty soon when that comes to pass. But a, but a decent episode of SmackDown as they get ready for the Hell and Cell pay-per-view, which none of them are on. So, But Cody Rhodes, of course, will be handling, trying to handle business in a Hell in a Cell match. If you don't know what a Hell in a Cell is, it is a, it's like a steel cage match, but it's a steel cage that is coat that totally encloses the ring from top to bottom. Of course, there's been some legendary Hell in a Cell matches, including The Undertaker and Mankind with that one where not only did Mick Foley get thrown off the side of the cage into the announce table, which is about 20-plus feet high, but they also had the roof snap on him, too, and Foley fell down into the ring and, of course, had the tooth sticking out of his nose. and ugh, was not good, but should be a great match with Cody Rhodes taking on Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell. I think that's probably going to make this thing worth watching, along with the Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, and Asuka match. Uh, by the way, still no news on what is going on with Sasha Banks and Naomi. If you didn't hear that news, of course, a couple of weeks ago, the two of them were upset about plans that were made by creative to put their tag team on hold. They were the women's tag team champions, but they were supposed to wrestle in a, a six pack challenge match to determine a new number one contender for Ronda Rousey. And for Bianca Belair, the match was going to be the winner was going to take on Bianca. And they didn't want their tag team screwed with and ended up in a big fight with Vince McMahon and some of the management team. And they walked out of Raw. And they have been suspended without pay. The women's tag team titles were held up. They said there was going to be a tournament. But one thing that I had feared was that they were not going to bring those women's tag team titles back because it was done as a nice thing for the ladies to get a little more prestige to the division. But unfortunately, just they haven't been used properly. What a shock in WWE. And they may be on hold. I I will not be surprised if they do not bring back the women's tag team titles, which is a shame for the ladies. But still no word if Sasha and Naomi are going to be back. Of course, rumors saying that their contracts are both going to be up soon as well. So will Sasha Banks and Naomi ever be back in a WWE ring. Hard to say. Uh, we've also got an interesting match. You know, we've got a Hell in a Cell, but we've also got Blood and Guts. Yeah. AEW. This will be on the Dynamite Show on Wednesday, June 29th from Detroit. That is fitting. The Blood and Guts match is what was formerly known as the War Games match. Of course, WWE has the rights to call it War Games. Two rings surrounded by steel cages. And it is going to be a rematch from that Anarchy in the Arena match. So we're going to see those two teams hook it up. Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Daniel Garcia, Angela Parker, and Matt Menard 
taking on Eddie Kingston, Santana, Ortiz, John Moxley, and Brian Danielson in this year's Blood and Guts match. That is going to be a wild one. So I would not miss that one on AEW programming Wednesday, June 29th, and uh, that is on TBS if you have not seen that. Also, some big news uh, happened last week as well where WWE was planning to have the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, which is not one of their major ones, but still a very important one as the year goes on, was going to be at Allegiant Stadium, but low ticket sales prompted them to pull out, and they're headed over to the MGM Garden Grand Arena. And uh, those tickets just went on sale, too, and honestly, I need to get mine quickly because of losing the possibly losing out, not getting to go. But a pretty devastating blow to WWE trying to get all their shows into stadiums, but did not happen. As they just said, we're not selling enough tickets, so we're going to go to a smaller venue. Kind of a real kick to WWE. And of course, Tony Khan, the owner of AEW, took a little pot shot at him and don't think that was necessary. But yeah, pretty interesting stuff there as AEW or uh, WWE. Switching venues, but still, it's going to be a crazy weekend in Las Vegas here. Uh, that pay-per-view, I believe, is on July 2nd. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of events going on around it here in Las Vegas. So make sure you check that out. That's only about a month away. So that should be a lot of fun as Money in the Bank comes back to Las Vegas. I was at one of those Money in the Bank cards here where I was very fortunate to see Two world title changes in one night as Roman Reigns lost to Seth Rollins and then Dean Ambrose, who is now John Moxley, had won the Money in the Bank briefcase, which gives you an automatic shot at the WWE title whenever you want it. And Moxley cashed in on Rollins after he beat Reigns and, well, I should say Ambrose, and he walked out of T-Mobile Arena with the WWE World Championship. It was a pretty wild night. So you never know what's going to happen at any of these cards. So I'd suggest uh, heading on over there and you know, get your tickets now. It's going to be a, I think it should be a pretty exciting event here in Las Vegas. We're also hearing rumors, by the way. Is Bray Wyatt finally coming back? He had a little bit of a cryptic tweet the other day that pretty much left me to hint that he's finally ready to come back to the ring. So we're going to see if Bray Wyatt is going to be making his return, and where will it be? Of course, he was released from WWE last year and has been out doing things like you know putting together a horror movie and some other creative activities. But is there a chance that Bray Wyatt is going to be back in the WWE ring soon? Or will we see him becoming all elite? We did also see a a rehiring in WWE as Curtis Axel, of course, the son of Kurt Henning, has come back to WWE. He is now a backstage producer, which means he helps plan the matches out. So we're going to see the son of Kurt Henning back in working for WWE again. Pretty exciting to see. So pretty cool stuff. Um, boy, and I'll tell you, that's just looking at some Bray Wyatt stuff as well, there are some hints that he may possibly show up at Hell in a Cell this weekend. Not sure about that. Also, one other rumor, Cesaro, 
the Swiss Superman, cyborg, whatever they want to call him, has apparently, rumor has it that he is going to be returning to WWE after he left. So will we see Cesaro coming back? I don't know if that's a good move for him. I think I'd much rather see him in all elite wrestling. But, of course, those, uh, those that roster is pretty loaded, so it's not going to be easy for him to get back in or you know, get rolling in AEW. But, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. Uh, will Cesaro be coming in? Um, we're also going to be seeing Lacey Evans making her return, in-ring return, as she's going to be on SmackDown is doing all these vignettes about how she is, about her upbringing and how she overcame so many obstacles and so on. But apparently after all that and building sympathy for her, they're going to bring her back as a heel. So she's going to be bad. Not sure what the purpose was of trying to make her look good just to make her bad, but whatever. That's WWE creative. You never know what they're going to come up with. No one ever said WWE has to make sense. That is something, Angelo, that if you ever you start watching WWE, you will find out very quickly that things don't make sense sometimes in World Wrestling Entertainment. Oh, yeah, no, most definitely. My best friend's mom, she is a huge wrestling fan, and sometimes I would go over to his house, and she would be uh, on the TV every every Monday and Friday night, and and me and my friend would just look at each other like, this, this seems interesting, but... You know, personally, me, I I think it's all fake, and I think it's uh, pretty obvious. But th- then again, that's that's my opinion. Well, all but the matches, like, they are scripted. How do they make this stuff up? Like, on I, I feel like it's all on the spot, and it seems like they don't screw up uh, as as much as from what I know. Not very often. They they practice. They work very hard to at what they do. That is for sure. Well, uh, we're about what one minute ish somewhere in there. Yep, sir? exactly one minute. All right. Well, that means the music is going to play, and we're going to say goodbye on the Mark Hoke Show. But thanks for being with us on this special Saturday edition. Should be a lot of fun tomorrow with Joe DeFalco and Andrew Fishfane being in the house with us on Sunday morning as we're going to, I'm sure we're breaking down more about MJF and CM Punk and Hell in a Cell. Get your predictions on that. Thank you for our callers giving us a buzz. We do appreciate that. And I want to wish everybody have a great night. Don't forget, the Trojan Football Report is coming up here with Harvey and Chuck, so make sure you tune in for that. Great show. We'll see you next time on KDWN 101.5 FM 720M. Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show, Facebook The Mark Hoke Show, markhokeshow.podbean.com for all those podcasts and shows are up on YouTube as well. Have a great night, Las Vegas.